It's on screen and beyond. And I'm the next guest. My name is Red Brown. I was the original Captain America. Uncommon Valor and a number of other films. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Welcome to episode 213 of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak, and this is the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, and sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week, because The Avengers has been such a big hit last weekend, making over $200 million and continuing making money this week, we decided to have the original TV Captain America join us. So Red Brown is going to be joining us here at On Screen and Beyond. He's got a lot to talk about, about his uh, TV show and how he did the stunts and all that sort of stuff. And it's all coming up right here on On Screen and Beyond. But first, we're going to be checking out Remake Madness. Remake Madness. Well, Tom Cruise will star in a remake of Van Helsing, the man out to get Dracula. And it looks like Sam Raimi is set to produce a remake of Poltergeist. And the remake of Daredevil is back in motion, and a new writer has been brought in to take over and try to get that thing all squared away for us. That's it for Remake Madness. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming away as far as upcoming new movies? We got it right here on On Screen and Beyond. Upcoming new movies, well, Pierce Brosnan and Owen Wilson will star in an action thriller called The Coup. Now, it's about an American family stuck in a city under attack by rebels in Southeast Asia. And Kristen Stewart has signed on to star in a movie called Callie, and she will play a con artist in that one. Bruce Willis and Jamie Foxx will star in Kane and Lynch, and that's set for a release in theaters next year. That's it for upcoming new movies on On Screen and Beyond. Coming up next, we're going to take a peek at sequels on Sequel City, right here on On Screen and Beyond. <laughs> sequel City, well, a sequel to Snow White and the Huntsman is already in the works. And Ethan Hunt will return in Mission Impossible 5, starring Tom Cruise. And a prequel to Maniac Cop is currently in the works. That's it for Sequel City. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what is going to be coming away as far as TV on DVD? Stick around. We're going to tell you next. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TV on DVD, well, Touched by an Angel, Season 5, will be in stores on July 24th. And on June 26th, you can catch Law & Order Criminal Intent, Season 7. And on July 24th, 
the Blu-ray release of Star Trek The Next Generation Season 1 will be coming your way. That is it for TV on DVD. Coming up next, what about movies on DVD? Movies on DVD, well, on June 19th, you can get Wanderlust with Jennifer Aniston. In November, you can get Arthur Christmas, just in time for the holidays. And on September 18th, you can look for Beverly Hills Chihuahua 3, Viva La Fiesta, with George Lopez. And it's going to be arriving, like I said, on September 18th. That is it for Movies on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, like I said earlier, because The Avengers has been such a huge hit, at, uh, you know, everybody's going out and see it and everything. And uh, I haven't seen it, but they say it's a good movie. But it's got Captain America in it. It's got uh, Iron Man and everything. So I thought, why not have the original TV Captain America join us here at On Screen and Beyond back in the 70s? And uh, Reb Brown played that character. He was also Yor, the hunter from the future. And he was also in a whole bunch of other movies like Fast Break with Gabe Kaplan, Uncommon Valor. He played Blaster with Gene Hackman, and a uh, great film, and uh, Death of a Soldier also. So he's done a lot of stuff, and uh, he was Captain America, so we got him on. He's coming up next right here on On Screen and Beyond. Today on On Screen and Beyond, my guest is an actor who in the 70s starred as Captain America in the Captain America TV movies. He starred as Yor, the Hunter from the Future, in the 1983 cult classic, as well as many other feature films. It's Reb Brown. Reb, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Uh, it's a pleasure. Reb, looking at your history, I noticed that you actually started out at USC as a football player, right? Yes, I did. I was there back with uh, in the uh, late 60s, early 70s. Wow. Now, now, was that way you got your bug to uh, start acting? Was that what you were going to school for? Or? <laughs> no, I was getting a physical education uh, degree and, uh, you know, Bachelor Arts. And uh, what happened, as far as movies and stuff like that, I was a bouncer in the bar in Pasadena, California. And uh, at one time, and uh, an agent came in, and I was it was called the Handlebar Saloon. And I was there, and I was in, the, you know, tank top, had on a handlebar mustache, you know, and blonde hair. And I was in the middle of throwing two guys out. And this guy was there to visit his his client that was back at the ice house right across right across the alley from us, okay? Mm-hmm. And he was just in there just on a lark. And uh, I was throwing these two guys out, and he's up on top of the balcony, and I've got a guy in each hand <laughs> walking towards the exit. And he says to me, he says, hey, hey kid, do you want to be an actor? It's just, uh, just a moment. <laughs> and... <laughs> And I smacked these guys' heads together and threw them outside. And I said, "Hey, I, you know, I don't, I don't know what I do." And he goes, "That'll work." <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and he ended up becoming my agent. And uh, he's passed away. His name is Robert Walker. And he discovered Valerie Perrine, and he got me in a, in a bar in Pasadena. And then that's how I started. But I, I had no intention of doing anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now, see, I can't picture you as a, I mean, I can picture you as a, a bouncer because, you know, you're a big guy. But but you have such a nice, friendly personality. It was tough being a bouncer. Yes, it was, because that because of that personality, I got in lots of altercations. 
<laughs> because it's amazing how many times you run into people that uh, they look at you and they start tonight and they haven't been drinking yet, and then after a while they think, "Well, I can take this guy," and it goes out that way, and that's what, and that's what transpires. So, thank God I knew how to box. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and and you were a boxer too, right? At one point, yes, I, yeah, yeah, I was. I, I fought as an amateur. I had fourteen fights as an amateur. One twelve, lost two. Wow! Did you ever think of going professional? Well, I I was thinking about it, but you know, I started getting involved, and I had the people come up to me and that were interested in me. You know, the the black shirts, the white ties, that hey kids, you know, we can make a million bucks. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and my dad was LAPD, for, you know, for over thirty years, and he said, "Son, you don't want to become involved in this." And I said, "You're right." <laughs> <laughs> so, when when you started acting. Uh, what was your first first film or TV show or commercial that you did? Do you remember? Oh yeah, it was called S S S S S S S S. I remember it, that film. <laughs> yeah, it starred uh, uh, Dirk Benedict, Heather Menzies, and Strother Martin, and they needed a football player that could be quite a jerk, so to speak. And uh, I interviewed for it, and, and I got it. I seemed to fulfill their. <laughs> and I, you know, I was, you know, it was me, and, and I got killed by the, uh, by the lead, which was Dirk Benedict, and uh, the lead snake uh, was, well, they got me with a black mamba in a, uh, in a shower, you know, <laughs> but it was fun, and I remember stepping on the snake, the trainer told me, he says, now, step on the snake, and it'll bite you, but it won't, you know, it won't be bad. It won't the, be bad. <laughs> yeah, I step on the snake and it's you know and it startled me. Okay, so I hit it again and it hit me again and you could see the blood going in down the drain in the shower and I, and and then I went you know of course I died and you know and then I go down and and the, the snake's still rolling around in there and I didn't know that oh, you know and I, <laughs> and I come back the next day and the hammer goes he says you still around. <laughs> it was a, it was my introduction to it, but I you know, I enjoyed it very much. Wow! Now working with snakes, do you have a fear of snakes when you did that? Or no, I didn't. In fact, they were, you know, the, the, as far as an animal is concerned, they're incredible. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, you, you know, people say, oh, they're slimy, but their skin is very, very dry. Yeah, and the musculature is incredible, and they're so strong, and they sense what's going on with you. You know, they can sense if you have fear or if you're relaxed. And it was all dependent upon that, and that's one of the things that you had to depend upon is, is being relaxed, and, and you're fine. Yeah, but, but when they tell you it, it won't hurt you much, <laughs> yeah, that, that kind of worries me. <laughs> yeah, and I thought, and I, and I mean, it hit me, it hit me, and they had it in slow motion. It hit me twice, and you could see the teeth go in and the blood and everything, and I'm thinking, well, that was interesting. <laughs> Gee. Nowadays, it would be done with uh, you know uh, CGI or something like that. To, oh yeah, you know. of course. But now, yeah. but, wow, you <laughs> you really yeah, had... back back then yeah back then we did everything real. Mm. You know, I mean it was you know and then you do you do most of your own stunts and everything now. I mean everything now is just uh, it's real make believe now because nobody's doing anything that they're supposed to be doing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and, and Heather Menzies was in that film, and Heather's been a guest on the show. Uh, but, oh, but you got she's a chance. A lovely lady. Oh yes, yeah. But you got a chance to work with her again, of course, in Captain America, right? Yes, I did, and she was married to Bob Robert Urich, and uh, mm -hmm. I knew Heather. She was a really, she a really nice person. Oh uh, yeah. Really, yeah, really, just a, a great, great person. Had a lot of fun with her.
with Captain America, how did that come about? How did you get the part? I was at Universal at the time, and I and I ended up meeting with Alan Balter, and uh, he decided, you know, just right there, he handed me the script, and he said, I want you to read this, tell me what you think, and that was it. Oh, so it wasn't a cattle call where everybody showed up and no, and all that? No. Wow. Yeah. yeah, they just had selected me, figured I was the one that uh, they wanted to use. You know, I wasn't that familiar with the character, to be honest about it, okay? Mm -hmm. But then I started looking into it, and, uh, you know, blonde, blue-eyed, 225 pounds. And, you know, <laughs> I'm not as muscular as the guy in the, in, in, the, uh, in the comic books, but I was pretty close, so I fit it pretty well. Mm -hmm. You know, and then, uh, plus, like you say, my personality was such that it was, you know, this, it worked well. It worked well, and I had a blast doing it. Now, did you know when they made Captain America the first one that they were going to do a Captain America 2? We were hoping to do a series. And then the second one was, after the, after the second one we did that, we had a series they had bought it for, I think it was 13 episodes, but we lost the uh, rights to it because Marvel Comics went from $2,500 licensing fee per episode to 50000 And yeah, And, that's, and they were paying $2,500 uh, for the Hulk, and the whoever the attorney was let it you know let let the uh, agreement expire and they had to renegotiate and that was it. Mm. Otherwise, we would have been we would have been on the series. Yeah, because that was the same time as the Hulk, right? Uh, exactly. Yeah, and it was you know it was fun. I mean, and the kids loved it. I mean, you know, see is how this this new one came out. I mean, all the kids in the neighborhood know who I am now because of the fact that it was on sci-fi and everything. And mm -hmm. I walk around and go, Hey, Captain America, what's going on? <laughs> It's a lot of fun. It's yeah. a lot of fun. Now, go, can you, you really jump that high? Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you uh, get to keep any of the the st you know the props or anything from that show? Yeah, I had the outfit, and uh, uh, you know, I didn't have. I had everything but the shield. But the motorcycle was stolen in Venezuela. I went down there to do a PR tour. It was stolen. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. Yeah, yeah. It never made it off the airplane. Somebody, somebody, I you know took it and never gone. Wow. Jeez. Huh. <laughs> so, now, with that show, uh, or the movie, I should say, um, there was a lot of physical things going on in there. You know, the jumping, the, the, I remember one scene where you jumped from on top of a trailer truck into the inside and all this stuff, and, and... Were you actually doing those stunts, or did they have stunt people, or how did that work? They had Al Wyatt was my one of my doubles, and and he did that. And when he did that, well, I was running up and down the the truck as far as in, you know when they're driving around and stuff. That was me. Mm -hmm. And a lot of you know a lot of stuff on the motorcycles. Me when they got to the heavy duty stuff, I couldn't do it because mm -hmm. they, they they wouldn't allow me because of the fact of the uh, insurance aspect of it. Right. And when when Alan did that thing swinging off of the top into the uh, cab. Mm -hmm. He actually, well, he, he was very lucky because he banged his head pretty bad. Because because when you come down on that thing, it would hit your forearms, and there's no place for you to go. It's just all of a sudden you drop and bang, you're right down. But, you know, they made it look a lot better when I came through. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, um, so you were actually on top of a, a moving uh, trailer truck like Oh, yeah. That? Yeah, that was fun. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then the, the, in, in the one scene where, you know, I... I go up on top of the helicopter mm -hmm. that's me and you know and and what happened is is because they had a thing below me that you know to just in case something happened that uh, uh i would fall into you know one of those airbags yes yeah 
Well, because of the the rotor on the uh, uh, the helicopter blew all the air out of that, so there's nothing below me, and I was twenty some feet above the ground, so that could have been very painful. Yeah. But what? But I I squeezed the uh, the skids on the helicopter. The guy says, "Boy, you got the blood out of that." <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't about to fall on that. And then one time when I was filming in, on, on the motorcycle, see, on the motorcycle, it, was, uh, it had a fairing on it, and there was a little uh, thing on the side that would actually cut off the gas, okay? Mm-hmm. And and uh, when you make a really abrupt turn, it would shut off the gas because it was kind of a safety thing. Well, let me tell you, I didn't I didn't know that when I got on this thing and I was doing the, the second one, in the, uh, and they were up in Folsom Prison. <laughs> Excuse me. Doing some uh, other stuff, you know, some of the other other work that they were doing the second unit, and I had to ride the motorcycle and come out of this thing go really fast. So the director says, "Well, make it really fast now." So I come around the corner, and I got it, and uh, nothing happens. Okay, as soon as I straighten out the bike, <laughs> boy, did I go quickly off the back end! <laughs> bang, bang, bang! <laughs> and I had, you know, thank God I had the helmet on, and uh, but I wore, had a blue skid mark on my hip for you know a number of months i had to, you know i was red white and blue wow. for real <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. so were you popping the wheelies on the motorcycle and everything no i didn't do that in fact after i crashed on the motorcycle i heard the director say did we get the shot <laughs> <laughs> that's the last time he's going on that motorcycle <laughs> that wasn't wasn't that wasn't that wonderful that was really wonderful <laughs> Yeah, and that was a montage, and you you know you've heard about his his reputation after that. I didn't, we didn't know it at the time, but that was a von Nash, the one that was with the Heidi flop. Well, yeah, that one. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, did we get the shot? Thank you very much. <laughs> but I have I have one story I'd like to tell you about when I was filming Captain America. I think you'd get a kick out of. Sure. I was in uh, Venice Beach, California. And uh, I was in my motorhome, and I was getting ready to come out on the set, okay? Well, you know, I'm getting there, and I've got all my stuff on. I'm, you know, kind of prepared, you know. I'm ready to go. I come out of my motorhome, and I'm in full regalia. I got my shield. I'm, I'm set. Helmet, I'm ready to go. And there's there's this, uh, this drunk that's sitting over on the wall there at Venice Beach. And he's got his pint or whatever he's got in his plastic bag. He looks up at me. And he goes, I gotta stop drinking. <laughs> <laughs> he falls off of the off of the little uh, wall. Yeah, he's down on the ground, and I'm coming down the stairs, and I see this hand. You know, just you know, like it's like right out of the movie. This hand come up, and then another hand, and then his face appears, and he blinks twice, and he looks, and he goes, Well, maybe not, because <laughs> he realized I was real, but I. You talk about laughing. I could I couldn't stop laughing. I had tears in my eyes. I was cracking up so much at that. It was really funny. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Hmm. So some people probably didn't know when they saw you running down the beach in, in the suit there that uh, that well, they probably figured something was being filmed, I would imagine. Oh no, it was it was really funny because you know, some of the characters down there it's just, it's classic. You That's know, true. That, it really is classic. I mean, you get a big kick out of the fact that they're looking at you, and then they, you know, I'm watching the, the show in front of me, and they're watching my show. <laughs> <laughs> Your, the the hunter from oh, the yeah. future, that became I a did that 
Turkey, yeah. That, that was like a cult class. That's a cult classic now. People are. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now, but they cut it down because it was actually a miniseries. Is that what it was? It was twelve hours, Brian. Wow. Yeah, I was in I was in Turkey for six months filming that thing. Huh. Yeah, and, and, and they cut and it down. The country properly. They cut it down to eighty-eight minutes or, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was doing. I had stuff to do in that movie. You couldn't believe it. I was all over the place. I was there six months filming. Wow. Six months, six days a week. Jeez. Huh. Now, and it, it was you know it was twelve like you said it was twelve hours in, in 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 Europe you know because it was a big comic book there it was like a Captain America comic book there mm-hmm. you know and then uh, so it was a, a mini series there and then they and uh, uh, Columbia bought the picture you yeah. know and uh, uh, they made it in you know they had the, the shorter version of course for for California I mean for the rest of the rest of the world yeah and it was yeah it was a trip but it was it was really something though I was there like I said six months. But you must lose something when you cut a film for that twelve hours miniseries down to an hour and a half. Yeah, there's not much of a transition from Caveman into Spaceman. Yeah, I'd like to see the original. You know, that that would be really something. Oh yeah, it was it was it was quite good. There was a lot of stuff that went on. I mean, you know, you have no no idea how many times and how many different types of people I was fighting through this. Huh. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> Uh, now, one other film you did, and like I say, you've done so many others. You've worked with James Coburn and, and George C. Scott and, and everything. But you worked with Gene Hackman, Robert Stack, Patrick Swayze, Fred Ward in Uncommon Valor. And, yes. and then you played Blaster, which actually is a quite popular character. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a, it is, uh, you know, a lot of people remember that. A lot of people, you know, really, really enjoyed it. And I have a lot of military guys that are really, really appreciative of that because they said, you know, you showed what it was like with your buddies. You know, they couldn't explain it to their wives. Mm-hmm. And they said that I was able to do that for them through the movie. I'm very, I feel very good about that film. I, I really enjoyed myself very much. All the people in it were wonderful. Hackman was just a class act. Mm-hmm. He's just a wonderful human being. And I mean, all the guys in the film were, were really a trip. You know, I mean, you know, Tex Cobb and, and Fred Ward and I, you know, became very close. I was, you know, we, we all got along beautifully. And it was a a real camaraderie and, and, and a friendship and, you know, like a brotherhood. And, and I think that, you know, for that movie, it was the start of that kind of phase. And Paramount was afraid of it, I think, to really, really promote it because of the things that went on. And then you had the missing in action and Rambo and that stuff, you know. But the guys... The guys that I talked to, you know, like I was at a signing this past weekend, and they tell me, they say, you know, I really enjoy, you know, Uncommon Valor because it's so much more real because, you know, people live and die, and Rambo, you know, there's, you know, no, but nothing happens. Right. Yeah. They, they, yeah. And it made a lot of sense for them, and it, it, they really appreciated it. They felt really good about it. Yeah. And now, you also had a lot of critical acclaim for um, Death of a Soldier, too. Yeah, that was the one I was nominated for in Australia. That was, as far as work was concerned, that was the best piece of work I was ever, you know, capable of or able to do. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I really, that was, uh, you know, I didn't have any idea, you know, when I went there about this, as far as the, uh, how serious this was in Australia and, until I got there and I got the information. You know, I had the script, but I didn't have all the information. I, You know, I actually met people, you know, that were relatives of people that had, knew the actual character you know they were were older now of course but it was 
it was really something. And I mean, that was a, a really, really great experience for me. And that was, as far as becoming an actor, that's when I really became an actor. Yeah, yeah. People should check those films out because those are some good films. Yeah, yeah. Now, Death, Death of a Soldier, as far as I'm concerned, is the best piece of work I've ever done. I'm very proud of it. I mean, you know, we had it here, you know, in the United States. And I mean, like I said, you know, and I was just second person that was nominated for for basically their Oscar in Australia and then the third one was Meryl Streep and uh, and and she won okay and uh, that was really quite an honor but I was very very proud of that yeah that's that's good company <laughs> yeah. Meryl, Meryl Streep so yeah yeah I think so well there's so many other films we could continue on but I know we have to get going uh but I'd like to finish up with two last questions if it's okay sure your favorite tv show of all time that you Something you like, new or old, that you just kick back and enjoy watching. Okay, let me think about that. I think, for me personally, my favorite of all time, I think Bonanza. Ah, good show, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and, of course, Star Trek. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What about movies? What's your favorite movies of all time? Well, I, I love I love The Quiet Man with John Wayne. Ah, yeah. Yeah, The Quiet Man. I love, uh, of course, the Star Wars. In fact, my wife worried about me. There was a period there where she was uh, going to dance class three times a week, and I was looking (laughs) every every time she'd go, I'd I'd look at one of the trilogies. (laughs) The first ones, you know. Yeah, yeah. She says, honey, are are you okay? I says, yeah, I'm fine. I I just want to be a Jedi. (laughs) (laughs) And Gone with the Wind, of course. And, you uh, you know, I just... I think those films are just fantastic. I really do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Reb, I appreciate you so much to take the time to talk to us. Oh, thank you very much. It's a real pleasure. God bless. Reb Brown, TV's Captain America back in the 70s. I want to thank him so much for taking the time to talk to us. If you ever get a chance and you get a chance to meet Reb, he is a great guy. He's just the nicest guy you could ever meet. And uh, I thank him so much for taking the time to talk to us. And let's see here. It's uh, getting to the end of another show here. We get uh, a whole bunch of guests lined up for you next week and the week after and everything. I hope you're going to keep joining us. Tell a friend. Uh, we want to get more and more people listening to On Screen and Beyond. So if you get a chance, uh, you know, tell somebody. And, you know, maybe while they're driving home on the commute or if they're, you know, jogging or, or exercising or whatever and they're listening to their, their iPod or whatever, their MP3 player, and they uh, want to listen to some great people talk about their careers and uh, their TV shows and movies they were on, music, whatever. We got it at On Screen and Beyond, so I hope you'll check it out. Have them check it out. Uh, we have over 212, 13 now, uh, episodes, and there's got to be somebody that you have liked in a movie or a TV show or in music, and uh, we, you know, just uh, got so many out there, I can't name them all, but uh, there's just a list. You can go to onscreenandbeyond.com and check it out. And if you're on um, Facebook, go ahead and like us. And if you're on iTunes, please leave a review, a little review. It takes a few minutes to do that. And, uh, you know, rate us. Uh, hopefully rate us high. So, <laughs> But the more people that do that, the more people that we'll find out about in uh, iTunes. And we'd appreciate that. So if you want to get uh, a chance to do that, we'd appreciate it. Also, um, if you're going to be buying something, 
from one of our sponsors. Uh, if you're going to go to their website anyways, if you would just go through our website, uh, click on the, the ad that we have, and it'll take you to their site anyways. And uh, we'll also get a little something for doing that. So we'd appreciate it if you do that. Uh, it's going to help us to get more uh, better equipment and also a chance to travel to see uh, and interview more people and things like that. So uh, we hope, uh, hope you'll do that for us. We'd appreciate it. That's a wrap for this week at On Screen or Beyond. And next week, I hope you'll join us once again when we take you on screen and beyond. I'm Brian Zimrak. Take care. <laughs>